Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Blush. We are so excited to have our first guest on the podcast, the very funny Christian Gray Snow. Now, Christian is one of my really good friends and also an absolute expert on all things housewives. We had him on to talk about his crazy dating life, all things Bravo, and he also shared some really interesting dating advice for women that really might make you rethink how you approach your love life. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and don't forget to submit to this week's giveaway by screenshotting this episode and sharing it in your stories. We will reveal what the prize for this week's giveaway is on our Instagram. So make sure you're following us at blush pod. And now without further ado, Christian Gray Snow. I'm just excited to see your face right now. And hear your voice. <laughs> I know. It's insane because we spent so many hours in a tiny fucky room together. More than the typical 40 hour work week that we were together. Yes. I'm talking like 50, 60 hours a week in a room. What that was what? Like 10 by 10. We were, we were practically jail cellmates. If you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you are still in LA. I'm in Miami. We have left each other physically and we no longer work together, but still very close friends. And when we did work together, we talked a lot about our dating lives, maybe too much. You know more about me than a lot of people do. (laughs) (laughs) So give us an update. What is going on with your dating life? And I have to say, you have some of the best, craziest dating stories I've ever heard. Um, well, still singling and mingling, girl. You know, um, she is vaxxed and on her back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm definitely still single. Um, but just kind of, you know, you know how I am. Like, I've never really been one to be like, I want to be in a relationship. Like, I've actually been quite the opposite just because I haven't really been in bad relationships. Relationships just stress me out. Um, so for me, it's easier to not be in one. So yeah, I'm still single. Um, you know, my, we'll call him Dr. X, you know, my ex, that's a doctor. We still talk all the time and I'm seeing him actually next month. Ooh, can you tell us about Dr. X? He's an OBGYN. Love that. It's great. Cause I'm, I'm never going to look or touch it, any pussy. So he's going to do enough for both of us, you know? And frankly, I constantly have issues with my vagina. So it would be really nice to have inside access to a gynecologist. Absolutely. We're going to add you, add him to your speed dial. (laughs) (laughs) Please and thank you. (laughs) Honestly, though, it is great to have him around because like even my best friend back home, she was becoming an aunt for the first time and the birth was just like horrific for her sister-in-law and she's texting me all kinds of questions and I'm texting Victor and Victor's like giving them tips and trying to talk them down from it. And I was like, wow, that was actually it really comes in handy there. But um, yeah, he's a great guy. He's older. He's uh, he's over 40 now. Uh, we kind of 
parted ways because he had like a thing for his career that he wanted to do that took him to Northern California for like three years. So um, we're like right past, I think, the two year mark on that. His goal is to be back in L.A. eventually. Do you think you two might rekindle things? Well, this is the thing. I like I want to see him, but I don't I'm really not trying to have sex. I'm not. And I and you know me, I'm always down to fuck. I feel like with him is like because I love him so much. And it's like I feel like we have one shot to see if this is possibly going to ever work again. You know, so it's like as much even though we've obviously had sex thousands of times, it seems it's like it just I don't know. I feel like I just want to be together and be like, do we enjoy being together? Because if we are going to get on each other's nerves, I'm not going down that road. Okay, so for everyone that's listening to this, Christian's relationship with Dr. X is similar to Carrie and Big's situation. There's a lot of parallels. So, like, Christian really wanted to make it something more serious. He wasn't ready. And he did really care about you and love you, and he's such a good guy, but he just wasn't there yet. And we know in that story, they end up together... And look, and we're getting a spinoff coming up soon. So this is about to be me and Doctor's spinoff here. We got this is like this is great. Um, so we'll see. You know, I mean, I'm I'm happy that like you know there was a time where I wanted I really didn't want it kind of anything to do with him. You know, just because like there was just so much like built up emotion there and like frustration. Really, it wasn't. I was never. He didn't hurt me as much as he frustrated me. You know, like I just didn't. I couldn't understand. And he couldn't communicate what his reasonings for things and why he was the way he was, you know. So how has it been during the pandemic? And now, you know, everything's opening back up. And also you've been in different states being single. How has that whole journey been for you? It's been interesting, obviously, because I think the gay community is its own chapter of the, uh, you know, the great book of the world. But, you know, obviously at first, you know, it was really, really weird because I never realized like being in L.A., like one thing that makes it so enjoyable for me is just this gay social aspect of life and you know just kind of going out in like the neighborhood and things and meeting people just naturally that way and you realize like the moment everything stopped it was like I was actually having this conversation with someone last night like I didn't realize how often I was out meeting people like I never considered myself to be someone that was like out meeting new people I was out a lot I didn't consider myself to be someone that was making new friends and stuff and then now you real when you can't go out you're like wow like you really do you know, expand your circle a lot more than you imagine. LA, that part was rough. Um, Seattle, I will say I had a great like small circle there um, that made that that made it a lot better. So um, as far as there was no dating up there at all, just sex. You think it's a little bit more acceptable for gay men to kind of just go straight to the sex? I feel like for women, there's so much more of a stigma with that. There is absolutely a stigma. And it's like, also, I think it's people like get weirded out that like women even talk about and enjoy sex. And it's like, so weird. Like they get the heebie-jeebies when you start like talking about the fact that like, you're like, I got off last night, you know, and they can't stand it. But meanwhile, that, you know, you have a gay guy that's like, oh yeah, I sucked off my pizza delivery guy. And you know, like unexpected. And they're like, I love that for you, sweetheart. And so it just doesn't make sense. Um, But there's definitely a double standard there. And I think that, I don't know if it's because like, gays like we've just kind of like claimed that title and like we do what we want fuck y'all you know yeah there's definitely like a double standard there and i i think that y'all need to loosen up on the women and st- start looking at women's sex lives like y'all look at my sex life y'all don't give a fuck what i do <laughs> it's so true okay so is there anyone you're kind of talking to right now just straight fucking i had sex a couple hours ago actually this morning oh my god good for you wait question where are you finding these men 
on apps, in the wild, both. Can you give us tips? Both. I actually, there was, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I got hit at a party last night. You guys, nature is healing. Nature is healing. <laughs> Girl, I was like, I am at a party and I'm in the bathroom with, the guy was really, really hot. Like we, we, we went in there just to do like a drunk pee break. You know, like it was like, oh, like we've been hanging out. Like I got to pee. Okay, I'll go with you. And the next thing I know. Okay. I think we're hitting on something that might be a big advantage of being gay. See, us girls, us straight girls, we take pee breaks all the time. But for most of us, Tiffany excluded from this statement, <laughs> we do not just start hooking up with each other. My favorite story ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she told us the story on an episode of the podcast, so I feel like I can call her out on it. Yeah, there is a plus side to that. You can go to the bathroom together and hook up together. What do you think happens in like bars and bathrooms, like gay bars? Tiffany, remember that one night I posted it, I think on social. I was in line at Revolver, rest in peace, it, it got closed. They have the best bathrooms, by the way, because the bathrooms are floor to ceiling. And it's like, they're all in like corners. So it's like you have like these big corner like stalls, but I could see like the shadow and outline of people. And I saw a guy in there like just going, giving another guy head. And I'm like about to pee all over myself, like waiting and waiting. And I was like annoyed, but at the same time, I was like, get yours, you know, <laughs> like damn. <laughs> and like me and like the whole line of people outside are just like <laughs> watching. It was like, ridiculous. So I remember at one point you had a guy that was in your building that you would hit up on a consistent basis. Do you have a roster or do you more play it by ear? I have a roster. I think that like, changes like you know like i have people that like are regulars for kind of a while and then like things fade you know like i had that regular and he lived in my building and so we used to hook up all the time he literally lived like one floor up but then when i moved to seattle it kind of stopped but then like there's another guy who i met on an app like when i first got back to la like back in october you know and we hook up randomly like i know nothing about him i know nothing about him like, if he called me and said, hey, I'm in jail, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Okay, this is what interests me because I feel like if women did that, there would be feelings involved. So is there this unspoken rule with you guys that no one gets any emotions? It's definitely about what how you go into it. The guy who I was just mentioning, again, we've had sex multiple times, but there's not an inkling of an opportunity to catch feelings because it is like we are here for the business and then that's it. I think it's very much like the way that you kind of the space you create, you know, in the situation with someone. It's like if you want to give yourself the opportunity to, to get to know them and maybe catch feelings, sure. But it's like if you go in knowing like this is just I'm getting mine and then getting out, you know, then you don't even like open up your mind to the possibility of finding things about them you like. So what if you want to go on a date? Oh, I went on a date recently. Did I tell you I got I, I got set up? How does a non-fuck date happen? Well, and see, this was sad because I wanted to fuck him and we still haven't. Isn't that kind of rare? Sorry to interrupt you. I do want to go back to the whole date. But isn't it kind of rare in the gay community to not have sex on a first date? I think it just really depends. For me, I feel like I probably don't have sex on the first date because like if I'm going out on a date, 
it's actually going to be like an experience where we're probably not like leaving at the same time or going back to the same place versus, you know, that's, this goes back to what I was saying too, about like the environment that you create, you know, like if I'm going on a date, I'm only thinking about like, okay, let's go, let's have drinks and then let's part ways and see what happens. You know, if I know going in, like, I'm just trying to maybe catch a buzz and then get some, whatever. So you went on a date though. I was in North Carolina for like a month. And when I got back, my friend Brian and his fiance, Vinny, they just moved like a block over. They were like, wait, we have somebody we want you to meet. And I was like, what? You know, and they said, we don't know. We just think that y'all would click. We think he's cute. He's a total bottom. And I was like, okay, well that worked. They're like, he loves housewives. I was like, check, check. We're halfway there already, you know? And so, yeah, so I went and it, we just like caught drinks on like a Sunday fun day. Um, and it was like a beautiful day out. It was great. We ended up just like chit chatting for probably like two and a half hours. And then we, we went to another bar and met up with some of his friends there. And then we parted ways. Um, and we have like, we've talked since then. We haven't seen each other since then. We've talked about having sex since then, thankfully. So I'm getting the sense you are not looking for a relationship. You know what? I just haven't been swooped off my feet in a long time. And my thing is, is like, I know when I'm getting feelings for somebody. Like I get like anxious. I'm like, oh, because I know that once I start down that lane, you know, it's like there's a lot of emotions involved. I think that is why I don't allow myself to get involved a lot, you know, unless for me, it's really worth it. I will admit, I would like to meet someone and be like, oh my God, I want to see him again. I want to like be texting all the time and you know, I haven't had that feeling in a long time. So you mentioned that once you start getting feelings, it's a whole thing. Tiffany and I, especially I, talk a lot about being really crazy and dating. Would you say that you have a tendency to act a little crazy once you start to catch feelings? I get jealous. Not of like them with other people. I get jealous of like <sighs> Dr. X, right? He had a best friend. And that best friend and I just were not on the same page. We just weren't, you know, but for me, it was like, I would tolerate him. But what would kill me was like times when it's like, okay, you work all the time. And like, I get like a Wednesday night dinner and then your friend gets like Sunday fun day all day. I have a problem with that. I get jealous about time spent, things like that. Like I get, I'm very much like, I need attention, affection, affirmations. I need you to like talk about how perfect I am, how much you love me. I need that all the time. So if I, if you're paying attention somewhere else, I'm an only child. I do not react well to that. Tiffany and I can relate on all accounts. I'm an only child and a cancer. I'm sensitive and emotional as fuck. That makes perfect sense. I totally get it. Listen, I'm not an only child, but one would think that I am. In fact, I act so crazy that my parents sometimes think that my brother is just a third parent of mine. <laughs> That's how extreme it is. Speaking of extreme and crazy, one of the craziest things, Ed, we can take this out, Christian, but one of the craziest things that you told me that maybe I was ignorant or naive as a straight woman, is how many straight guys slide into your DMs and send you dick pics. I used to show you the dick pics from like, oh, the guys I went to college with. Yes. Uh, it's shocking. Okay. The one that used to hit me up all the time just got married. To a woman? Of course, a woman. And they're building like a million dollar home on the lake in Charlotte. That could be me. He would send you dick pics. And there are other gay men that I've talked to that have been like, oh yeah, we get pics and hook up with straight guys all the time. 
And okay, when I say straight guys, I mean they are openly saying they are straight. They're identifying as straight. One would argue they're not a strict one on the Kinsey scale. <laughs> it's so weird because like there's a fine line between like, I feel like when like you're in college and maybe people are like experimenting or whatever, that's different, you know, but when we're like in our late 20s, early 30s, and like you're coming home from work before your girlfriend gets home and like you're sending me videos of you jerking off. Yeah, and that's a thing to clarify is not only they are saying they are straight, they are in heterosexual relationships. Yeah, so they're cheating also. That part. At the end of the day, men are dogs and they will explore their curiosity. And what do dogs do? They explore their curiosity. If you let a dog outside without a leash, what are they going to do? They're going to walk around. And that's exactly what a man is going to do. And if he has curiosities, he's going to do what he feels he can safely do to just dabble and see what works and what doesn't work. You know, I feel bad because it's like if that happened to one of my girlfriends, like I would die. And so would you even look out for in a situation like that? And because I say this because you show me their Instagrams and you would look at their page and think that they have the most perfect relationship in the world. You would never know. Yeah. Oh, and let me let me tell you, I looked at all the wedding pictures. Beautiful, beautiful ceremony. <laughs> it really was. No, you would never fucking know. And that's the weirdest thing. Is it through Snapchat they're sending these to you? So do you have to log into the fucking Snapchats? Yeah, I ended up like deleting Snapchat because literally it got to the point the only time I opened Snapchat was to get his dick pics. So I was like, this is called cock chat now. This is not Snapchat. This is literally just cock chat. <laughs> cock chat. I love that. Okay, so to be clear, this hetero presenting married house building man sent you so many dick pics that you had to delete the entire app from your phone. Literally, I should sue him for pain and suffering, honestly. And then the whole time he's like talking about like things that he wishes that we could do. And then it's like, whenever I'm in, whenever I'm in town, crickets. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm like, you fucking little pussy. So if you're listening to this and your boyfriend or fiance is on Snapchat a lot, uh, maybe get in there and see what the fuck is going on. Like you said, like, how do you navigate that for like your girlfriend? Like, because you, you said you can't expect it. Also, too, I feel like we have to say you have to navigate it with a sense of like, you have to almost feel bad for the guy, too, because it's like he he feels so uncomfortable in his in with his true self that he's willing to hurt someone that he allegedly loved the girl, you know, to just explore his curiosity so i feel like it's a weird tough situation but it's also like it's sad because it's like no one has to be like a lot of people are getting hurt and it shouldn't have had to be it shouldn't have to be that way you know i mean it's concerning that in 2021 there are still parts of this country and specific communities and societies that have views that prevent people like him from fully embracing who they are i mean he probably hopefully does genuinely love this girl but maybe would also like to experiment a little bit with a pee-pee and he can't because because the world sucks and that's how we've made it out to be <laughs> yeah exactly and it's a lot like what we were talking about with women not being able to fully embrace their sexuality it's a very similar thing going on here we just don't have a society that is open and forgiving and embracing so what's next? So you're meeting up with Dr. X and then maybe rekindling? So this is the thing. I have a dog, a wiener dog named Abby. 
and he has Abby's mom. So he is taking, he's like me and Lola are going, I'm bringing Lola to Palm Springs for the trip. He's like, I'm going to be in the conference for like, it's like 10 hour conference days or something. And he's like, I just feel bad with her in the hotel the whole time. And he was like, if you want to come and bring Abby and like y'all can hang out, you know, and then in the evenings we'll hang or whatever. And I was like, hell yeah. Oh my God. So mother and child are going to be reunited. Mother and child and daddy, doctor and me. Daddy, daddy, mother, child. This is my dream. I feel like it's important to say though with Christian, you want the traditional marriage, kids, all of that. Oh yeah. I think that's why I'm like such a like, crazy person now like when it comes to like maybe not wanting to date and just you know live my life because like i know that there will come a day where like literally like it just stops you know i definitely want like the full husband kids house career money vacation homes trips all that stuff i just got a lot to get out of my system first See, that's the key, though. I think what you're doing is smart. You're getting all the fun and everything you want to do out of your system before you meet your person. And I think women don't do that enough. They don't learn that. I think women can learn so much from this. Instead of just thinking, when am I going to meet that person? Just have fucking fun. And then it'll naturally happen. Well, and I think, again, that goes back to like the weird societal like constructs and pressures is like because women are pressured to find love and get married early on. Like, you know, like that's what you do. You go you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you get married and then you have a kid usually like within like five, six years. And that's just like what people do. But why do people do that? We should be fucking like crazy rabbits till we're 50. Is that when you potentially want to settle down? I mean, I would definitely think before then, you know, I'm, I'm 28 now. Um, I would like to, uh, hopefully by 35, I would like to at least know the person. Like, and I'm cool with like, I'm cool with long engagements. I'm cool with long term, long term dating, all that stuff. You know, like I don't need to like me and marry. Like I'm cool. Like if I meet, like I said, when I meet my person, I'll know and then I'll be content. Yeah. I think so many straight women can learn so much from gay men. My biggest fear for all of my girlfriends is that you get married and in five years you are laying in a bed horny with a man that you don't want nothing to do with. I have a friend who got married really young to a man who was evangelical Christian and they had never had sex before marriage. And so they get married and he obviously has no idea what he's doing, which I mean, I don't blame him. How would he know? And he's so excited because he's finally having sex after all these years. Meanwhile, she's miserable because she's in her mid-20s having sex with a man who's basically doing it like he's 12 years old. He knows nothing about the female body and how to please a woman. And it was just a terrible situation. No disrespect to your friend. Why the fuck did you sign up for that? Like, I, that is just a, such a big risk to take. I know, right? And she really should have known better. When they were dating, when they were making out, he would kind of just start dry humping her, like hump her with all his clothes on until he ejaculated inside his clothes on himself. So he basically treated her like he was a dog and she was a pillow, you know? <laughs> I cannot believe that not only she married him, that I would not even be able to look at that man again. If you're humping me, there better not be any clothes on. Know that. There is no dry humping around here. What are we, six? <laughs> so aside from having so much fun and sex, Christian, you are like the housewife's guru. 
Yay! I'm trying. Okay, I have been so excited to talk Bravo with you. I've been planning on this, prepping for it for weeks. Tiffany's just going to shoot herself if I keep going. But before we get into the nitty gritty of all things housewives, I do want to address your IG really quickly. I think it's so admirable how you've built this huge platform on something that you're just genuinely interested in. I think so many of our listeners, and by listeners, I really mean myself, (laughs) um, have things that they're passionate about and would love to have a side hustle in or a main hustle around it, but don't really know how to execute it. Do you have any advice for that? Or could you maybe just walk us through how you built this large platform surrounding something that you love? Honestly, if I had one advice, bit of advice, it would just be consistency. I'm like constantly on it. Like, I mean, people have asked like, how do you work and do this? And I'm like, because it comes so, it's so like natural. Like I can make a housewives meme quicker than I can like seal an envelope. It's just, it just comes natural to me. You know, I work for a TV show. So it's like, I can be watching them shoot and they can say something that reminds me of a moment from like season two or season three of Orange County. And then I'm like, oh, I want to share that moment with people today. I wonder if anybody remembers that. And then I'll go and then I'll be watching the moment and then I'll be like, oh, I can make a meme out of that. So then I make it a meme instead. And it's just that I do that all the time. Like anytime I have an idea, I react on it. I never, ever, ever let an idea pass. I love that so much. Consistency, especially with social media, if you're trying to build your platform is so key. Just everyday posting, everyday being on it, no matter what, constantly doing it. Constantly. And then also um, for me, what I think has worked is a mixture of like factual news and updates, like general things that are just, you know, facts, but also heavily inserting my opinion, you know, so it's not just an opinion page, but it's also not like a fan page where you go just to get like information. Like it's literally, it's like my life, you know, I post myself, I post my dog, you know, I post myself out with friends, but it's like, I actually am always talking about this stuff with people in my life. Like I'm just sharing a continuation of my thoughts, really. I love following your page. So I don't watch Housewives, but the memes are so funny. It doesn't matter if you're not a Housewives fan because you post so much hilarious stuff. (laughs) Thank you, boo. What is so weird, though, I was in Charlotte Airport yesterday connecting and someone recognized me. That's so cool. And when I was in Nashville, someone ran up at a bar and was like, oh, my God, because I was with Best of Bravo. Hi, Maggie, if you're listening to this. And we were at a bar in Nashville because that's where she lives. And we walk in and this girl comes running up. She's like, Best of Bravo, Christian Grace Snow, my two favorite Bravo accounts. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. And then I was walking through. Um, I connect, I flew out of the small airport in North Carolina yesterday and I connected in Charlotte. I'm walking to my gate and there was this girl like filling up her water bottle and I just happened to to make eye contact with her and she goes i follow you and i was like what and she goes i know because i was wearing my pink hoodie with all the cities listed on it she was like i saw your hoodie and i knew it was you and i was like oh my god yay <laughs> that's so cool that is honestly so fucking cool would you ever date a guy who doesn't watch housewives never so dr x watches housewives well to be honest i think when me and doctor started he is very much like kind of an elitist or likes to think of himself as one and I have to I quickly remind him that he is not you know he's like this is why do you want to watch this 
crazy stuff with these women arguing. And then he acts like he hates it. And then uh, he'll like randomly say a line. And I'm like, bitch, that is from like season one. That was 10 years ago before I even knew you. So it's like, I think because he and I have a natural banter where we kind of like challenge each other. So I think that was kind of his way of challenging my huge love for it was like acting like he didn't know that much about it. But I think that he... And definitely now he's much more into it. Um, and even every day when he goes to the hospital, he leaves Bravo on for Lola. That's what she watches. <laughs> oh my God, my heart. I love that. Do you watch any non-Housewives Bravo or is it just the Housewives? I watch Married to Medicine. I don't watch Below Deck and I don't watch Summer House. Okay, yes. You should definitely watch Summer House. I will say the first two seasons are a little bit slower and then it was largely recast in season three. So I do know a lot of people who just started at season three, but I would recommend starting at season one just so you get the full background and relationships and you can see the character developments, you know. I got into housewives. I was a late bloomer. I was dating a guy in college and I was at his house and on like a Saturday and he had housewives of Atlanta playing. And it was this scene where Kenya twirled in the street. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. And then he gave me like the brief history that like, you know, there's Atlanta, but then there was Orange County and Beverly Hills. It was honestly like meant to be because I'll never forget this. Like a week after I was introduced to the Housewives series, Hulu announced that they were adding all the franchises. So I literally, I started, I went to Housewives of Orange County, the first one ever, which started shooting in like 2006. And I watched all, at that time, I think there was like 10 or 11 seasons. I I skipped so many classes. I would be in class and I'd be like, I want to go hang out with Vicky. So I'm going to go and I would go watch Housewives. And then I did that and I watched all of OC, all of Atlanta, all of New York, all of Jersey. I mean, it took like almost a year. You got to think this was like 30 seasons of television or something at this point. Yeah, that's a shit ton of TV. You were just binging. Binging. And I mean, I'm talking like hours and hours and hours. Like I was just fascinated. I loved the women. I loved like the, you know, my the way that I felt my opinion starting to develop and very strongly. I mean, you just, you feel like you you really care about these women <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds. Like I, I would die for some of these bitches. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about Sonia Morgan at least three times a day. As you should. Oh my God, have you been seeing her videos where she's visiting Josh Flagg and like ruining his house? No, but I think I just saw something about this on your Instagram. I just didn't have a chance to deep dive. Tell me, tell me, tell me. She's visiting Josh Flagg right down the street in Beverly Hills. Within like two hours of getting there, she like flooded his fucking bathroom. There was the kitchen and the the ceiling in the kitchen was leaking. She broke the coffee pot. Like she's Oh my God, she's so wood. How do you get all of your information? Because I feel like you're putting stuff out there and I'm like, where is this coming from? I have a couple like sources. Like I know some people that work in production, but honestly, most production sources don't tell me anything. They know that I will repeat it. But also anytime I've ever come out with like facts or like tea, it's because someone wanted me to. I mean, I will just say, you know, during season 10 of Beverly Hills, like I got more tea and gossip then than I think I ever had. And that's when I think our audience actually really started to grow more. Was it Brandy? It was not Brandy. I wish, but it wasn't. It got to the point, I need to be careful how I say this. It got to the point where my source was basically saying like people are wanting to know like there there are conversations about higher within higher ups of people wanting to know how the fuck you get information. Christian, you're like in the in. This is like CIA shit. But then it stopped. 
stopped, but then it stopped because my, but I understand because then my source was scared they were going to get in trouble. And I was like, look, your job is your job, you know? And at the end of the day, like T is T. It's just shade. It's just whatever. It's just, we'll find out eventually if it's important, you know? Okay. So we have a few questions that are all housewives related, but if you're like me and you don't watch housewives, you can still follow along because they're all relationshipy. So who is your favorite couple and why? So Cecil and Simone from Married to Medicine. I just love them. Um, they had a rough patch a couple of years ago and they like were headed for divorce. And then like basically like at the reunion, they decided they were going to try and bring it back together. But I just love them because I love their relationship with their children. I love their kids. They're just badasses, you know, and I think they're I think they're awesome. But my favorite, favorite, favorite Bravo couple ever is hands down jennifer and bill aiden from real housewives in new jersey so i'm actually newer to bravo i got into it because my very heterosexual brother got me into it and i've been binging each franchise of the housewives from the beginning over the past couple of years a few months ago i started jersey and I just got up to Jennifer and Bill's first season on the show. I think it's season nine. And I have to say, I really love them. You'll like them. It'll take probably her second season for you to be like, they are like the best. He just lets her be her. Like this season, she got fucking wasted at a pool party and was like literally almost felt face planted on cement, like about knocked her fucking teeth down her own throat. And Everyone at the party is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he's, like, literally carrying her to the car laughing. And then, like, she's drunk and can barely hold her eyes open. And she's like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. All I want is a man to just support me in my messiness. (laughs) Okay, so next question. If you had to date one of the housewives or husbands, you can pick. Let's just say we're all sexually fluid here. Who would you want to be with? Who do you think would be a good partner? Probably Mauricio. He's so hot. He loves getting high. Okay, yes. He is so attractive. And high Mauricio is such a vibe. Tiffany, there's a scene where he's just so high. (laughs) Wait, Christian, will you post this on your IG so she can see it? It's so funny. He's basically rambling on and on and then losing his train of thought in the middle of himself speaking and kind of spacing out in the middle of his own talking. It's so funny. They're there for a wedding and he forgot the name of the couple whose wedding they were there for. (laughs) Which show is he on? Beverly Hills. It's Kyle Richards' husband. You know Kyle. Oh, yes. I know Kyle Richards. I know who she is. Listen, I worship Kyle Richards. She is, and can I tell you, she is one of the nicest people. She is one of the nicest. She's told Ramona Singer to follow me. Okay, next question. If you could assemble an all-star Housewives cast, who would you pick? And wait, would it be, what, five ladies? They did seven for this one, but that was because of COVID restrictions. So I came up with eight. Okay. I think that eight is fine. Now this is now I originally would have done like an OGs version, but now that they have already had, like they've already shot one installment of it. And I think they're going to do different variations of it in the future, which is so exciting. Um, But this is who I think would be good. Okay. Vicky, Tamara, Karen, Giselle, Jennifer Aiden from Jersey, Lisa Renna. Deandra and Mary Cosby. I have never been more fascinated by a human being than Mary Cosby. 
I could watch her read a fucking phone book. Remember when she ate the fake snow at the reunion? (laughs) Tiffany, they're recording the reunion indoors and production had some fake snow falling from the ceiling at the end and she opens her mouth and catches some of the fake snow in her mouth. She said it tastes like soap. It is soap! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think she goes, I don't think this is real snow, guys. Like, hot take. She clearly missed her calling as a detective. Anyway, next question. Which Bravo housewife, or really anyone else on Bravo, it could be a house husband or on a non-housewife show, do you think is the best at dating? In terms of someone who you think has the most game. So I don't know how she is now, but I feel like there was a point in time where like Brandy Glanville was like the best because like she was just like kind of what we were talking about earlier, just like owning it, having sex with who she wanted, didn't give a fuck. She was like, I was hurt in a marriage. Like the le- I'm going to have fun. And she was like, and I did it all wrong. And who cares? Wrong is okay. Like if you know that you're wrong and you admit that you're wrong and you try to do better, I think that's okay. You know? So I think that Brandy was just, with the cards that were dealt for her with her husband leaving her and you know, all that stuff. I think that she was a great example of a good dater because like she was able to pull herself back up, put herself out there. Who do you think is the worst then? Probably like Leah. I mean, she's talking about like sending a picture of like a PETA over her pussy to somebody that she was dating who like owned a PETA company or something. And then also the, rumors about her and the SNL actor. I forgot which, what was his name, but like she basically said that he was like such an asshole in their text or something. And then he released the text and like, it was like a completely different like situation. So I was like, that's kind of messy. And they weren't even dating. Like they were just like slightly talking and she made like a big deal out of it. And he's like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. I think that she lies. I actually have some tea here. So just to give Tiffany some background, Leah McSweeney is on The Real Housewives of New York, which I would say is probably the Olympics of reality TV. I mean, these ladies bring it. So last season, season 12, Leah would talk about this guy that she was dating who she called Pita Chip. Now, one of my best friends in the city was also dating Pita Chip at the same time that Leah was dating him. My friend and Pita Chip stopped seeing each other, and then they started dating again months later, like after the show had aired. When they started seeing each other again, my friend obviously asked about Leah, and he said that she really misrepresented their relationship on the show. He said that they barely dated. They just went on a couple of dates and that she really played it up to make it a storyline for the show. He also said the whole pita chip vagina photo thing isn't true. So she had sent a nude to him with a pita chip covering her vagina. <laughs> Wait, Tiffany's face right now. <laughs> Okay, why a pita chip of all fucking things? Oh, because he owns a pita chip company. (laughs) Oh, okay. Still. (laughs) Yeah, right. So she claims that he meant to send the photo to other people, but accidentally sent it to her instead of sending it to other people. He claims that that whole thing wasn't true at all. 
he also says that they haven't been seeing each other, hadn't seen each other in a long time. And then she comes back on this season and she still talks about him. So, I mean, listen, he very well could be lying. He would have an incentive to lie in this situation. But it also kind of adds up that Leah is like a mess. Yes. Absolutely. He also said that she's just batshit crazy, which, I mean, listen, I'm not really going to comment on. It's a bit of a glass house, pot kettle type situation. So we're just going to let that one go. So switching gears, Christian, what would your tagline be? You had one. It was something about being on top. Oh, you may think you may think I'm a bottom, but I always come out on top. That's what it was. Yes, that's what it was. Before we wrap up, I do want to ask, can you share an embarrassing or funny story about Tiffany? Oh, I wish I, oh my God, embarrassing or funny. I mean, I remember that one time on the the TV show that we used to work for, they needed a model to wear like a 90s outfit and Tiffany, or like an 80s outfit. And Tiffany's ass went out there in some padded ass shoulders and like a fucking teased up ponytail and was like, ew, ew, ew. And like literally the executive producer was like, you just made my day. (laughs) And remember all the other models were like so serious. Tiffany was like, fuck it, yeah. Zero fucks were given. And the most embarrassing part is everyone has a TV in their office watching this all go down. So like all the executives, all the production assistants, everybody is watching me like dry humping the air, basically. And it wasn't a live show. So they were taking their time. We probably had to do it a couple of takes. Like it was great. (laughs) (laughs) So Tiffany leaves set like after she changes out of that fucking horrid outfit and everyone's like got pictures of her. I mean, I made a I made like a gif out of it. Like it was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have to post this on our IG for our listeners to see. Yeah, Christian turned it into a meme. I did. I need to find it. I need to find it. Also, I'm sure the clip is still on YouTube somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Christian, it was so wonderful having you on Blush. I hope you had a good time. Oh, I know. Me too. I miss you. And I think about you all the time, Tiff, being in LA without you. Oh, I know. I miss you so much, too. You have to come visit Miami. I'm going to come to Miami because now two of my best friends live in Miami. Christian, it was so wonderful having you on the show, finally talking Bravo with you, hearing all your crazy stories. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, your merch shop, your IG, your podcast, everything? Um, so if you want some messy ass memes, some messy ass housewives memes, follow me on Instagram at Christian Gray Snow. Um, and then there you'll see links for the Slut Pig podcast where you can listen anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Um, and if you want some funny, messy housewives merch, go to the sluttpigshop.com. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>